you know, I think it's just the nature of the beast right now. There's a lot of things to unpack with it, right? You have the listing agent that has a fiduciary responsibility to their client in terms of getting them the best and most strongest offer. You also have, you know, a lot of the, in my opinion, agent community that has maybe some misconceptions or some, there's a lot of myths floating out there around VA loans. And, you know, when you're looking at an environment such as this, where you have more buyers than you actually have homes for sale, or you have more real estate agents than you actually have homes for sale, then people can start becoming choosy. Welcome back, Housing News listeners. This is Alcina Lloyd, and I'm the producer of this weekly podcast. You just heard a word from Grant Moon, the Chief Revenue Officer at Volley. In today's episode, Moon discusses the difficulties veterans face during the home buying process and misconceptions about VA loans. Thank you for listening, and here's episode four of season seven of the Housing News Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Sarah Wheeler, Editor-in-Chief at Housing Wire, with the latest episode of the Housing News Podcast. I'm really excited to talk to our guest today, Grant Moon, who's the Chief Revenue Officer at Volley and founder of Home Captain. We're doing a little bit different kind of podcast today. We're going to be talking about a subject that's really near and dear to my heart, which is also a huge passion of Grant's, and that's veterans. We know that in this very competitive housing market, Using a VA loan can be a detriment to buying a house, and we wanted to delve into that a little bit. Grant is a veteran who served in Iraq and has been a vocal advocate for the veteran community for years. I'm an Army brat, married to a veteran. Uh, We've used the VA benefit, and for both of us, it's really distressing to see that uh, people who have served their country and are trying to use that benefit really fall to the bottom of the stack. We wanted to explore this topic and talk about what the industry can do, um, us as individuals, us as you know people who run companies, and then what could be done at the federal level to really change this dynamic. So with that introduction, Grant, welcome to Housing News. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for this topic. We've got some some things to dive into, but first, you know, I always want to know how people got into this industry. And actually, that that's your your story here is going to be part of the larger topic we want to talk about. So, tell me how you got into real estate technology and and this whole business. Yeah, well, um, I uh, I was I was in real estate for a little while, working for a real estate investment trust. Um, and I was a, a member of the Army Reserves, um, and I got called up to go to Iraq in 2007 to, to serve. So I was called on to active duty. And, um, you know, I, I knew of and, and everyone was talking while we were in country about this benefit called a VA loan. And I knew nothing about it either. I thought like when I came home, I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool benefit. I you know, I thought the government was going to give me a bag of money to go buy a home. So I knew nothing about it myself. And, um, you know, when I did come home, you know, I started kind of searching around and I called the VA and I was like, hey, do I get what I need to do for this VA loan from you all? And they're like, no, you have to go to a regular mortgage company. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I did that. And, um, you know, I had a, a, a not the greatest process, right? I linked up with, I, f- I found my own real estate agent. The real estate agent was like, why are you using a VA loan? Maybe you should try a conventional or an FHA. And it just didn't seem right to me. Um, and, you know, I went through the process. I ended up buying 
the, the home that I bought in, in Massachusetts. So it was a three family. Um, and I learned a heck of a lot about the process. And I, I felt that, you know, there, there was things that could be improved upon. And that, that kind of brought me into the, the mortgage business. Very interesting. We, you know, we do have a lot of veterans or people who have served um, in this industry in real estate and mortgage. So, you know, and that's one of the things we wanted to talk about today was really a conversation you and I had at a conference that, you know, both talking about how hard it was for veterans right now. You know, back in May, um, Housing Wire wrote an article about why do VA loans go to the bottom of the stack? Like it's not right. So I'd love to ask you, you know, what are some of the challenges for, for veterans getting, you know, being able to access the VA benefit? You know, Sarah, that's a really good question. And, you know, through, through happenstance, I, I sold in the past eight months, two different homes. Right. And just the heat of the market. Um, you know, I think both of the homes that I put on to the market, they had multiple bid scenarios, um, multiple offer scenarios, and just even looking at the types of offers that were coming in too, and knowing just being in the business that you know we're in a historically low inventory type of environment, you know, I instinctively knew that veterans were probably you know anything that's showing up with a prequal that is VA or something like that is likely being pushed aside. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's, it's just the nature of the beast right now. There's a lot of things to unpack with it, right? You have, um, the listing agent that has a fiduciary responsibility to their client in terms of getting them the best and most strongest offer. You also have, you know, a lot of the, in my opinion, um, agent community that has, um, maybe some misconceptions or some, there's a lot of myths floating out there um, around VA loans. And, you know, when you're looking at an environment such as this, where you have more buyers than you actually have homes for sale, or you have more real estate agents than you actually have homes for sale, then people can start becoming choosy, right? And so really you're, you're looking at, you know, a, a scenario where the demand exceeds the supply, which has largely driven up prices, you have low interest rate environment, and then you have multiple offer scenarios. And so if you take all of those things from like the environmental or the macro aspect, you know, that that then creates like an environment where uh, homeowners that are looking to sell their home or real estate agents that are representing a seller on the sell side, they're being incredibly picky. And by virtue of them being incredibly picky, they're tapping into probably some myths that they've come across over their years of being real estate agents that ultimately, in my opinion, harm the veteran. Um, And so, you know, I think, you know, from my perspective, um, you know, whatever can be done to educate, to get it out there is the most impactful. I think that veterans should probably have a shot at the American dream as well. Well, you know, uh, I, I think a lot of people in our industry would feel that. I mean, here you served in Iraq and then we're, we're already trying to, when, when you went to buy a house, you know, we're kind of being pushed into like, oh no, FHA or, or conventional. Um, so I, I'm an army brat and uh, married yeah. a veteran. So, you know, obviously I, I, I feel this strongly too. Tell us why, you know, 
in our story, what it really came down to was agent misconceptions, which is what you talked about. So kind of set the stage. Why, why do lenders like VA loans? Why do agents, you know, what are some of the misconceptions they have about VA loans that have them giving advice to sellers? That's just not right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question. Um, I'll start with the lender side. Um, The lender side will typically make more money when they sell to the secondary market of VA loan. So that's that's one, right? So the market to actually buy VA loans is better. So that's where you'll also see a lot of lenders that like to focus on VA loans, right? Because it's aligned with their overall profit motive, right? And I don't use that in a bad sense, right? At the end of the day, we live in you know, we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. And this country actually is a capital society, right? It's it's capitalism. And so, you know, they lenders will make more money on a VA loan, typically, not all the time. And so they like to focus pretty heavily on that. Um, if you were to go to the other side of the equation, which is real estate agents, right? Because most in most transactions, right, probably upwards of 90% or more, um, you you typically will have a, a lender and a real estate agent. That's a team that enables home buying. That's a team that enables selling simultaneous and simultaneous purchase. Um, but the real estate agent actually has uh, a different set of motivations, right? The the real estate agent, you know, will will have a fiduciary responsibility to get the best deal for their um, for their client and selling a home. Uh, so that's one. So they're always trying to get the top offer. Uh, they're also trying to get the strength of the offer or what they perceive to be a strength of the offer from a financing perspective, right? Because no one wants to spend all this time, have your property locked up, and then next thing you know, something falls through and then you're starting from scratch. Um, but really the real estate agent has... Um, and the seller really has no incentive to, in essence, um, give a quote unquote level playing field when they have three offers, right? So I would say that, you know, re- regardless of what anyone would say publicly, if I were to ask, you know, let's call it 10 real estate agents, a hypothetical scenario, you have a VA loan offer. You have a conventional offer and you have a cash offer. And outside of you know price or anything like that, all things being equal, the VA loan will probably rank dead last on that choice. Um, and that's, you know, there, there might be some conceptions, right? If you lived in a pocketed area of you know, a military base or something like that. That might be a little different because that maybe that's where the vast majority of the demand comes to the real estate agents from. But far and large, you know, where I live in Denver, if I were to if I were to ask ten real estate agents, I would bet money that all ten of them would basically say, "Well, this is the order that I would do it in," and the VA loan would be dead last. You know, that's what we found in our reporting as well. And people were just really honest about it and saying, you know, from their perspective, you know, agents, uh, lenders would tell us about agents doing this. And then the agents themselves were like, you know, this, this is a, a harder process. The appraisal came up um, quite, quite a few times in that. So, you know, you've been an advocate for veterans in different ways. You wrote a book um, educating veterans about um, their benefit. Um, what's, what's the name of that book? Tell us it's about It's called that. The Ultimate Guide to VA Loans. 
Um, yeah, so it's still sold in Barnes and Noble, but I mean, basically, you know, like I tell everyone, like I think, you know, from from the book sales alone, um, I might be able to buy half of a meal at Chipotle every month. <laughs> maybe half. It depends. If they're running a special, maybe a whole, but um but you know, because of this, I mean, you you're you're kind of known as that and, and people have reached out to you. So even in the pandemic where we saw you know, some of this really get even worse than it had been for, for veterans. You know, you, you just, you know, you get emails, you hear from people, maybe you can tell us what, what you're hearing from. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, in, in a previous life, I was, a a, a contributor to like, you know, military.com is one of them. And then, um, you know, a previous company before home captain, um, you know, I, we, we powered marketplaces for like the net government media that had the military times. We also had a licensing agreement with department of defense. So we powered a lot of it. And so we'd have a lot of veterans reaching out and everything, but, um, you know, there's still some evergreen content floating out there with my name on it at, and some of these vehicles, but, you know, the, the, they'll just reach out and, you know, one of them, uh, and I'll give you, you know, kind of the, the, the email here, I'll just voice over it. It was my wife and I are house hunting in Virginia. We have been for some time. I'm an honorably discharged vet. This week, we put an offer on a house which has been on the market for 150 days. The next day, we hear that they received another offer, parentheses, day after Easter. So that is credible. When they were told we were we would be getting a VA mortgage. They accepted the other offer without even letting us counter offer. The reason was, and I quote, the other couple's agent who told this to my agent, and then comma quote, they went with the other offer because they did not want all the hassle with a VA mortgage, end quote, period. And then he, he went out and he said, I'm flabbergasted, disgusted, and at a loss that another American feels that way in regards to military veterans. What should I do? Question mark. I'd like to report this so that the next vet, this, that, uh, the next vet this agent comes in contact with uh, doesn't feel anything like I do right now. And so, you know, when, when I get stuff like that, you know, at the end of the day, I have I have no economic gain, but quite frankly, the military has given me so much uh, that I'm grateful for. You know, I think that if if I have some level of a voice, um, I think then at that point, you know, I think it's important for me to do that just for the aspect of giving back. And that's all. I know this doesn't have anything to do with your current company, Volley. I mean, you guys offer real estate tech, but it's not specifically for, for veterans, correct? That's right. I mean, we serve we serve organizations, but you know, from like the end user base, probably about 10% of our of our clients at the end user level are veterans. So yeah, it's a component of what we do, but certainly not something that's widely indexed. And here's a brief word from our sponsor. Partner with Rocket Pro TPO and get great tools to grow your business. Do more for your clients with the SOS Scenario Desk, a dedicated team ready to answer questions about loan products or guidelines before you submit a loan. 
Rocket Connect lets you problem solve or connects you to an expert team helping loans move faster. The tech, products, and resources you need now. Visit rocketprotpo.com to partner with us today. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. Well, let's talk about what are some of those differences in in the VA process that are that are causing, you know, un- unintentionally causing vets problems. You know, we know that appraisal is a big one. Um, and, but how much of that do you feel like is you know, old news that people like agents who, who've been doing this for a while, that they think that's still there versus what's really happening today? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I'm going to unpack some of this. And, that you know, some of my research is like pretty aged, but I remember the last time that I had to like dig in and try to understand some of these things, like why are these these misconceptions around? And it's pretty unique, right? Because um, you know, you have a lot of local lenders out there throughout the country, throughout every community, right? And a common theme that I would find every time I'd I'd talk to, you know, a, a real estate agent, which, you know, I managed a lot of real estate agents too with home captain. Um, but a lot of the when when you kind of like, you know, peel back the onion, you have a conversation with some of the people and try to understand it. A lot of them went like this. Um, Well, you know, my local guy, um, you know, and this is an agent referring to their local lender. um, I had a veteran deal, you know, with them, you know, wherever, and it doesn't matter where it is, but, um, but, you know, when they would call their local lender and say, hey, I got this VA person, are you familiar? Can you do a VA loan? you know, the, the local guy was like, sure. Right. And so they might not even have been familiar with the the appraisal process or anything like that. And then next thing, you know, maybe he's not even getting a clear to close. Maybe he's not coordinating appropriately. And then the next thing, you know, right. The veteran who's reliant upon that agent's referral to that local lender becomes in jeopardy. And then you know, sometimes you get some blaming game, right? Like, I don't know, it wasn't me, you know, the lender, it wasn't me, it was the VA, like, or, you know, I told you not to do these type of VA. So there's a lot of that, right? Because it does require a certain level of muscle memory, right? To have like, to have a VA appraised or VA underwriter on your staff is probably good if you're going to focus on it, right? And there's, um, there's some of those things that I would hear pretty consistently when I would, when I would ask the question. Really interesting. Well, what are some of the the ways that you feel like this could be? Because you know, you talked about the profit mo- motive for lenders. There's not a profit motive for um, you know real estate agents, and everyone is in this business to you know feed their family, make money, whatever. I mean, this it's a business, right? So people have to eat, right? People have to eat, and and some of it is the is the way that it's set up from the VA. So, what are what are some potential solves for this in your in your opinion? Yeah, there's well, unfortunately, from my perspective, there's not just one. There's not one silver bullet. It would be really nice if there was one silver bullet that could tackle it, but I think that um, there's there's a combination of things. I think that the, if there was some level of the same type of profit motive kicker, if you will, 
for real estate agents that lenders have, right? I think that would be that would be one component. Another component could be education specifically to the real estate agent community that helps them better understand the process and not have to um, figure that their way out or just depend on their lender and whatever their lender is telling them. Um, but there's also more on the probably like advocacy side that could happen at like the government level, in my opinion, right? Um, that would give some level, especially in this environment where you have historic low inventory levels. Um, and, you know, there are incentives coming out, right? Like I think there's a, a, a good amount that I've seen that is trying to get past. Uh, that would support, you know, first-time home buyers and things like that, right? And if there was some way that, you know, um, there could be like some level of like an advantageous tax credit or something like that to a seller, right? That could give them more of a level playing field. Um, I think those three things would be impactful. Um, but you know, it takes levels of coordination, you know, it takes right some 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 advocacy and takes some things that could help uh veterans, right? And you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other, you know, uh let's call it groups that probably could use the assistance too, right? Um, like inner city you know, minorities, things like that. But for veterans specifically, I think those three things, the education aspect, uh, the advocacy and some level of like incentive, right? Or uh, maybe agents who have a fiduciary responsibility to their clients. So they have to take care of that first, but maybe to the overall, you know, main decision maker, which is the seller. And maybe that's a tax credit or something like that. I think that's really interesting because, you know, we have seen so many proposals for, for tax credits or for down payment assistance or for, you know, cash at closing, however you want to, you know, there, however you want to slice that, there's some different things out there. Um, and one of the things that has been recognized this year is that when you have, a, you know, an appraisal gap and we, you know, with, with rising home prices, with so, you know, the low inventory you talked about, we've had such an appraisal gap. Well, then you throw in the fact that sometimes VA appraisals come in even lower than normal, then you're going to have a bigger VA gap. So, so that's a reason sometimes for sellers to be like, oh, I don't want everything to fall apart at the last minute when they can't make it up. Now, do sellers even know about this? I don't know, but their agents do, right? Their agents do, sure. And the agents, pro- the agents sit in there and, you know, they need to feed their family too, right? So they're you know, not just are they trying to do the best for their client from an offer perspective, but they're also saying to themselves, well, shoot, you know, I only eat what I kill, right? Most agents are not on any salary or anything like that. So, you know, they're, but you're, you're spot on. Yeah. Well, and I think that that sort of, you know, at closing, we can come in with, you know, that there's a tax credit or there's some, some other thing, then at least that mitigates that a little bit, because I think from my perspective, it's like, we have to get serious about do we want people to be able to have this benefit? It, it, you, they have it in name, but if they're, you know, what we found in our reporting is a lot of those people eventually they were uh, missing out on on homes. They went conventional, even though they they qualified for VA because that's the only way they could compete in this market. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I know. And, you know, I've had to work even too with like, let's call it close friends of mine as well that I've had to, you know, like advise them on how to do things. And some of that was to go through a process from a conventional perspective for a fully underwritten pre-approval and go through the process on the VA side, submit offers once they get, and then go ahead and, you know, change it out. Now, you know, again, that's, that's just more a little bit of, you know, having to work with what you have to work with in order to achieve the American dream, less ideal. Um, but, you know, if, 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 if veterans largely are getting boxed out, um, and, you know, I don't think it's intentional. I think a lot of it, like we mentioned is environmental aspects of, you know, low inventory, historic, low interest rates. So you have more buyers out there and just more overall competition. You know, there is ranking order then of what listing agents will accept. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, the luck of the draw is that the veteran gets boxed out um, probably more, more often than I even realize. That's that's so interesting. You know, you said that um, you've uh, the uh, National Association of Realtors has um, in the past and ongoing really trying to uh, educate their members and their agents about the VA benefit and and what the realities are versus what they might have heard or maybe what they experienced 10 years ago. You know, you did a presentation. It has been a couple of years now. But what are some of the things you found when you were when you were trying to present that to those agents of like, you know, this is the reality, especially on the, on the time to close. Yeah, there, there's, I mean, so there's, you know, but to, to give something 15 minutes of justice to like what, you know, there's what probably now at this point, probably close to 1.5, maybe 2 million like realtors, right. Which is different than a real estate agent. Um, but you know, there's, there's education, there's continuing ed credits as well, right? Like um, there is the MRP that's owned by the National Association of Realtors that stands for Military Relocation Professionals. So they're giving credits and designations, right? To be able to help and educate. And then I, um, I actually even created a designation as well um, that gave credit to, um, but, you know, it's, it's, and 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 actually, too, you know, I, I spoke at uh, uh, the Berkshire Hathaway conference last year um, on and educating some agents too. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you almost have to like have a guidebook or something if you're a real estate agent that you could refer to, because if you hear it once or hear it twice or hear, you know, some guy like talk about it for 15 minutes and you know, I'm referring to me, um, <laughs> then, you know, how, how much are you going to retain? Um, I don't know. So it, it almost, in my opinion, has to be uh, woven into the fabric um, to increase that overall inclusion that I think that is what people really want in their heart, even real estate agents, customers, 
everyone, right? Sellers, they probably really want that in their heart. And I have to believe that everyone has, you know, I assume positive intent. So I believe that I believe that everyone wants to do that. I believe that everyone wants inclusion. I believe that everyone wants these things. But at the end of the day, people still have the nuances associated with, you know, having to feed their family, you know, provide for, you know, whatever, their company, their bosses and things like that. And sometimes that conflicts, right? Inadvertently, not even on purpose. Right. And and didn't you tell me that um, when, when you did some research, the difference in time to close was like one day versus... Yeah. So, yep. So this is, this is dated, right? So that's my, that's my disclaimer, right? So the last time I did some research on this um, was, so this is 2017. So research was that 21% of all home buyers were either veteran or active duty. So a huge portion of the market, one out of 20, one out of five uh, in the market. And again, this is dated, right? We're in a different environment now. 22% of all home sellers were either a veteran or an active duty service member. So a very big component of the overall housing industry. Um, 20% of veterans never heard of the VA loan. Um, The VA loan has the lowest foreclosure rate out of any other loan type. And again, very dated. Uh, It was 1.98% when I did this research. But here's some of the ones that were, um, here's, here's where some of the myths came in. Uh, VA loans take longer to close, right? That's, that's a myth if you were to talk to a real estate agent. So, you know, again, some years ago, VA loans closed within one day of conventional loans. So one day more. So maybe that's a true myth, but not anywhere towards, you know, that this is a fundamental, like, delay in if you were to go with this loan versus that loan. Um, The other one, VA appraisals are too harsh. VA appraisals are no more stringent than standard appraisals. Um, VA loans, uh, let's see, the seller is required to pay all closing costs. That's also false. Uh, Seller paid closing costs are allowable, but not required. That's, so, that's a big one. I would think that, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a real estate agent who believes that last one, like that, that's a, that could be a deal, deal killer right there. Sure. Well, especially in this market, right. Where demand exceeds the supply, which quite frankly, you know, is anyone going to pay for closing costs right now in this market? If you own a home and you're going to sell it, maybe, but I would, I would say, and I, I've not done any research on it, it's probably at some level of historic lows of, you know, seller seller concessions. I would bet. You know, when it comes to the, the VA appraisal, I mean, people do have to be, um, I mean, the appraisers have to be certified, right, by the, by the VA or trained by the, yeah. by um the VA. So, I mean, there is some, there, there is a hiccup there. I mean, VA appraisals are pretty notorious for that. But I I do think also you see that in this whole last year, we've been looking at valuation differently anyway. I mean, there's, there's been problems with negative valuations too. Yeah. I mean, how it's really hard, right? Because I would say, so, you know, right now, the last, 
the last home that I sold personally as my home, right, was in May of this year. And I track through Home Captain's technology the value fluctuation, right? And I'm I'm already up. Well, I'm not up anymore. The person I sold <laughs> right. uh, 7% in months. Um, I've never seen a market like that. Uh, well, I was too young, I think, to even be tracking the last time there was a significant run-up in you know, 2000, circa 2004, but that's a, like, how do you account for that as an appraiser, right? Do you account for that to continue going? Um, Because the course of, let's call it, if you have a 60 day close, right? Or if, if you say, for instance, had a 60 day close, I mean, you're going to have value going up during that closing process. If that kind of if the market dynamics continue to be the same. So I don't, to get back to your question, I don't think that it's an aspect of the actual VA appraiser. It's more of an aspect now of the market in that we are in a little bit of uncharted territory, um, at least from my perspective. You know, I'm sure there, there's a ton of people way more experienced than me. Maybe they can point to other periods um, where you'd, you had the same type of, or similar types of dynamics. But this is the first time I've ever seen this. And if I were to put like an appraiser's hat on, I'm sure it's probably difficult, whether it's VA, whether it's conventional, whether it's FHA, whether it's USDA, because it's a it's a moving target and a fast one too. Yeah, I, I definitely think we could say, well, what's the word we liked most from 2020 or, or came to not like most was unprecedented. And um, unprecedented. I, we, could, we could say that about this market even now. Right. But, you know, to me, one of the things that um, just from my own personal experience, you know, why did my dad join the military way, way back? Um, yeah. and, and that was uh, for economic opportunity, economic mobility. It's Thanks. one of the reasons, it, it, I mean, it's one of the reasons people join the military. They may not sure. have as many options. They may not come from a background of wealth. They may be, and, and this was one of the ways that that makes sense for people. So, so, you know, I go back to the fact that if we want to increase homeownership among people who in the past may not have had those opportunities, this is a great way to do that. And so, so here I am taking off my editor hat and putting on my advocate hat and saying, you know, isn't this something that we should be doing um, as an as an industry, you know, regulators, the VA, whatever, to, to figure out how we can help veterans right now? I think you're 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 absolutely spot on. And you know, that was my journey too, right? I was raised by a single mom and I didn't have money to go to college. I didn't have the means to do things. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, in serving myself, there was a lot of other folks that were just like me too, right? And that was their path. That was their path to be able to get an education, you know, which I would never have been able to get three different degrees or anything unless it was for the military, right? I would probably not have been a homeowner Right. If it wasn't for my first VA loan Um, and to give that level of upward mobility, especially in housing. Right. Real estate creates wealth. I mean, if you were to look at any type of of chart, right, at the end of the day, to be able to have access to the ability to own and use OPM, right, from a bank, other people's money, 
right? And do that and ride an appreciation wave or even a cash flow wave because the VA, you, with a VA loan, you can buy a fourplex, right? So to give them the tools, um, you know, to have that that upward mobility is incredibly important in, in my opinion. And part of, you know, the reason to your point, the same reason why your father, the same reason why I um, did it. Yeah. And, you know, not just my father, but my brother, but my nephews, my husband, my, you know, I mean, this is, this is a path for people and, and it should be a path. So I so appreciate you, Grant. Is there anything else you'd like to say about, you know, what you think we should be doing or what gives you optimism on this? Well, I think what gives me optimism is, you know, like for instance, housing wire, you guys actually reporting on it, things like that. I think that's fantastic, right? Because, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, there, the country could probably do a better job, right? But it, unfortunately, it's there's many different components and nodes, if you will, that need to be addressed. And, you know, the more that, you know, folks can kind of rally behind it or, you know, you can get some smart people like yourself, like Clayton, um, you know, on... on uh, bringing that to light, I think then at that point, that's where you start seeing a little bit more of the grassroots um, momentum. And, you know, but but if if no one does it, then nothing typically gets done. So yeah. I, I think that's that's a big one. And that gives me a heck of a lot of encouragement. And, um, you know, I, I think those are all really good things. Well, I love that. Thank you so much for talking with us today. You know, I, I feel like the fact that we're talking about it and the fact that there are, we can see some ways you, you, you propose three ways that um, we could help veterans while still helping the people who make their money by selling homes and sure. doing loans and doing mortgages. Like there, there's a win here. Uh, we can find it. So um, thanks for, for stopping by and talking with us. So appreciate you, Grant. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye now. Bye. Radiant Ready positions you to do business better. By easing the transition from title production to title curative, Radiant Ready clears the way for quicker closings with less legwork. You can also expect accurate searches, seamless workflows, end-to-end service, and easy-to-understand title reports for your borrowers. If you're ready for a better take on title, you're ready for Radiant Ready. Visit Radian.com Ready Title for more details. That's Radian.com slash Ready Title for details. Thank you for listening to the Housing News Podcast. Please don't forget to give us feedback and rate us on iTunes. Until our next episode, make sure to check out Housing Wire Daily, a podcast dedicated to the hottest news stories across HW Media. The podcast is published each day and is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.